plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. I think it's pretty much uh, correct. That's Gaelic for hello, how are you? And let's have a happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> hello, it's Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network and brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And I am so happy to welcome you, our power partners, to my informational playground. Today's show, obviously, you just heard, we're going to talk a little bit about St. Patrick's Day, a little bit about the history of St. Patrick's and uh, what Irish immigrants have done here in America, because it really is a fascinating history. In segment two, um, we're going to go into the garden, as I attempt to do at least a few times a month here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, even though in my home I'm in the garden every day. And today um, I'm going to talk to you about some of the different catalogs that you can you know, peruse now that we're still in winter, although spring is around the the corner. And I'm going to just give you a little story from my childhood about March gardening. And if bugs are bugging you like ants or rats or other critters are upsetting, upsetting the stability of your household, I have some organic natural remedies in segment three to keep the pests away because we really don't like them. And uh, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by David Odinaya. And it is hope and faith work hand in hand. However, while hope focuses on the future, faith focuses on the now. And a couple of announcements before we get started is uh, April 29th, the Moraga Fairs happening. MB Jesse Painting will be um, our sponsor, along with Dr. Brian Sheep Dentistry. And we're going to have lots of fun activities at the Be The Star You Are booth. Uh, we'll be planting seeds. There'll be cookies giving away. I'll be autographing the new book, No Barnyard Bullies, as well as any of the other books. Um, we'll have plenty of giveaways and freebies, and it's just a really fun day for the whole family because there are PlayStations for the kids. Um, there's beer, wine, food trucks. Uh, oh, there's a car show. That's always fun. The adults really love that. And, of course, there's arts and crafts everywhere. So we hope that you'll come. Go to be the org. click on events, and you can click on the Moraga Fair which is uh, April 29th. And then the second announcement, which I will be doing quite often here, is Be The Star You Are is having a shoe drive. We have our two collaborator sponsors, 5A Rent-A-Space and State Farm Insurance, 
that I am really happy that they're collaborating with Be The Star You Are. And we hope to collect a minimum of 2,500 clean wearable shoes, which are going to be given to, um, to micro enterprises, mostly women who want to be micro entrepreneurs in 24 developing countries. So it lifts people out of poverty. They um, not only need to wear the shoes, but they sell the shoes so that other people can get jobs. So again, check out the website, bethestarur.org. There's, there's also a, a message at cynthiabryan.com and at starstyleradio.com. So that is just the, the um, info for today. Well, St. Patrick's Day, as we know, is celebrated annually on March 17th. It is the anniversary of the death of the 5th century St. Patrick. Uh, the Irish have observed this day as a religious holiday for over a thousand years. And uh, St. Patrick's Day falls obviously during the season. It's the Christian season of Lent, where... Um, Irish families, well, and all the Christians, they go usually go to church, but Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning, and then they would celebrate in the afternoon. But Lenten prohibitions um, include the consumption of meat um, during Lent, and also not eating meat on Fridays used to be the, the old rule. But evidently it's waived um, because of St. Patrick for the Irish. And that's when people would dance and drink and feast on that traditional meal of Irish bacon and cabbage. Now, he is the patron saint of Ireland, and he's also the national apostle. But he was actually born in Roman Britain and was kidnapped. And he was brought to Ireland at a, as a slave uh, when he was only 16 years old. And he later escaped, and then he returned to Ireland and was uh, credited uh, with bringing Christianity to its people. So in the centuries following um, Patrick's death, believed to have been on March 17th, 461, the mythology surrounding his life became really ingrained in the Irish culture. And perhaps the most well-known legend of St. Patrick is, uh, has to do with the shamrock. So uh, the shamrock, which is a native Irish clover, he would use it to explain the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and he would use those three leaves. There are more than 100 St. Patrick's Day parades held across the United States, with um, New York City and Boston, of course, having the largest celebrations, San Francisco actually did theirs this past week uh, in the pouring rain. And if you're wondering when the first St. Patrick's Day was celebrated, it around the 9th or 10th century, people in Ireland have uh, been observing that, that Roman Catholic feast of St. Patrick's Day. So it's, you know, over a thousand years. And, um, but the first St. Patrick's Day parade, interestingly enough, did not take place in Ireland, but here in America. And that was actually held on March 17th, at least this is according to the history records, 1601 in what was actually a Spanish colony of St. Augustine and guess where, Florida. 
the parade and St. Patrick's Day celebration a year earlier was actually organized by the Spanish colony's Irish vicar, whose name was Ricardo Artur. But then more than a century later, there were homesick Irish soldiers that were serving in the English military, and they marched in New York City on March 17, 1772, and they wanted to, uh, to honor their Irish patron saint. So that enthusiasm for St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick's Day parades, especially in New York and Boston, and other early American cities only grew from there. So over the next 35 years, Irish patriotism among American immigrants flourished, and that prompted the rise of the so-called Irish aid societies, like the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick and the Hibernian Society. And each group started holding annual parades featuring bagpipes, which as we all know, actually first became popular in the Scottish and British army, armies, and then drums, and of course, Irish dancing. And then in 1848, several New York Irish aid societies decided to untie their parades to form an official New York City St. Patrick's Day parade. And today, that parade is the world's oldest civilian parade and the very largest in the United States. They have over 150,000 participants. That is just mind-boggling to me. And um, every year, almost 3 million people line the one-and-a-half-mile parade route to watch the procession, and it takes over five hours. And then, of course, there's also parades in Boston and Chicago and Philadelphia and Savannah, and they also celebrate the day with parades. And those involve usually between 10,000 and 20,000 participants. But in um, New York City, the parade was one of the first major city events that had to be canceled because of COVID in 2020. And it was again canceled in 2021. Um, but they have returned. So parades are back. They did return actually last year. And they are back. So if you want to see a parade, you know, check out the, the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade calendars. Now, but talking about the Irish in America, it seems today that, you know, everybody just loves the Irish. We all, on St. Patrick's Day, we pretend that we're Irish and we make the Irish food and, and um, tell the Irish jokes, etc. But up until the mid-19th century, uh, most Irish immigrants here in America were actually members of the Protestant middle class. And then in 1845, when that great potato famine, um, where the people, millions of people died, hit Ireland, I think uh, close to a million poor and uneducated Irish Catholics began pouring into America because they were starving. And it was actually the Irish American immigrants who were Protestant that really despised their own Irish um, compatriots. And they were despised for that alias and alien religious belief, the Catholic belief, and then unfamiliar accents by the American Protestant majority. The immigrants had trouble finding even menial, menial jobs. So when Irish Americans in the country's cities took to the streets on St. Patrick's Day to celebrate their heritage, 
if you look back at old newspapers, you're going to see these immigrants, the Catholic immigrants that were starving, they are portrayed as drunk and violent monkeys, which is really sad. And it, it is just reminiscent of, of um, how diversity and how racist people were then. I mean, I think we've all always had racism and even coming from, uh, you know, people who were actually from Ireland. But the American Irish Sioux began to realize, however, that their large and growing numbers endowed them with some political power, some clout, and they decided to exploit it. So they started to organize and they got a voting block. They called it the Green Machine and they became an important swing vote for political hopefuls. And then suddenly annual St. Patrick's Day parades became a show of strength for all Irish Americans, and it became a must-attend event for uh, most political candidates. And I think that is a fascinating fact. In 1948, President Harry Truman attended New York City's St. Patrick's Day Parade, and that was a very proud moment for the Irish Americans whose ancestors had to fight all those stereotypes and all the racial prejudice just to find acceptance here in the new world. Now, you probably have also heard of how Chicago dyes their river green. Um, as Irish immigrants spread out over the United States, it, different cities started to develop their own traditions. And one of these was Chicago. And they decided to dye the Chicago River green. And that practice started in 1962 when the city pollution control workers used dyes to trace illegal sewage discharges and realized that the green dye might provide a unique way to celebrate the holiday. So that year, they released 100 pounds of green vegetable dye into the river, just enough to keep it green for a week. Today, in order to minimize environmental dam damage, they only use 40 pounds of dye, and the river turns green just for a few hours. But although Chicago historians claim that it was their city's idea for a river to run green, uh, natives of Savannah, Georgia, whose St. Patrick's Day parade was one of the oldest, dating back to 1813, they say that the idea originated in their town, and they point out that um, in 1961, which would be, what, just a couple of years, no, one year earlier than Chicago, a hotel restaurant manager named uh, Tom Woolley convinced city officials to dye Savannah's River green. And the experiment didn't exactly work as planned because the water just took on a very slight greenish hue. And so it never attempted to dye the river again. But Savannah still maintains, although others refute the claim, that he personally suggested the idea to Chicago's mayor, Richard Daly. Now, there are St. Patrick's celebrations around the world, and today people of all backgrounds celebrate St. Patrick's Day, um, especially in the United States, Canada, Australia, and North America is home to the largest productions but there are others. Um, they, you know, as far, not only in Ireland, there are uh, productions in Japan, Singapore, even Russia. And of course, popular St. Patrick's Day recipes include 
Irish soda bread. And the Irish don't really eat corned beef. They do a big, thick slice of bacon. It's called Irish bacon and cabbage. And in the United States, of course, we wear green. And supposedly, if you don't wear green, you get pinched. Now, in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day has traditionally been a spiritual and a religious occasion. And up until the 1970s, Irish laws actually mandated that the pubs had to be closed on March 17th, which is a big deal for the Irish pubs. But in 1995, the Irish government realized that they could use St. Patrick's Day to drive tourism and showcase Ireland and the Irish culture to the rest of the world. So, of course, they opened the pubs, the pubs back up. And leprechauns. One of the icons of the Irish holiday is the leprechaun. And the Irish name for these figures of folklore, leprechaun, means small-bodied fellow. But the belief in leprechauns probably stems from that Celtic belief in fairies, you know, tiny men and women who could use their magical powers to serve good or evil. And in the Celtic folk tales, leprechauns were cranky souls and they were responsible for mending the shoes of other fairies. Now, if you go to Ireland, you will find that most houses have a leprechaun house. There's um, in the garden. So there's a little tiny door that's usually by a tree or something. And that's where the the little folk go. Um, Leprechauns were known for their trickery, which they often used to protect their much fabled treasure. Now, they have their own holiday on May 13th. But on St. Patrick's Day, a lot of people will dress as leprechauns. When I was a girl, I was actually taught by teachers who were all from Ireland. And um, I, so I totally believe in leprechauns and shamrocks, um, and I grow shamrocks. And I was an Irish dancer, and that's something that a lot of people don't know. I actually traveled throughout the state doing the Irish jig. I don't remember a lot of it, but every St. Patrick's Day, I do do the jig for family and friends that I do remember. And it's to the tune of the Irish washerwoman. <laughs> So I wish you all Erengobrach, that's an Anglicization of Erengobrach, among other forms. It literally means Ireland till the end of time in the Irish language. And I know my Irish pen pal who now lives in Norway is orchestrating a, a quite a large Irish um, party for anyone who wants to attend in Oslo. <laughs> So uh, there's lots of stuff going on on St. Patrick's Day, and I wish you a happy St. Patrick's Day. So have a pint of Guinness and wear green and um, check out the Shamrocks. Oh, and since there are a couple of movies this year that are based on Ireland, there's a documentary from Ireland that actually is in the Irish language that won the best documentary at the Oscars this past week and of course there are the banshees of Inishirin that you may want to check out you're listening to cynthia bryan this is star style be the star you are we're going into the garden as soon as i come back so stay with me follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. 
Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we are back and we are marching into spring. It's going to be spring just next week. But, oh, we've had so much rain. So I keep thinking of this nursery rhyme. Rain, rain, go away. Come again another day. And, I, you know, I didn't ever think I was going to say that because uh, California has been in a drought for so long. And water is very, very expensive. And when the summer comes and it reaches you know, 109, 110 in some parts of the state, 119 or 120, you need that water, but we don't know where to put it right now. So do you ever remember being a child and getting so tired of the winter mud puddles and just anxious to go outside to play, you know, in a playground that wasn't mud puddles? As much as California has needed these downpours, I just find myself reminiscing about the dreariest, grayest, coldest winter of my childhood when my sisters and I decided to run away from our farm to find the sunshine. We were all under the age of five, and on the first rainless day in March, we loaded our big red wagon with what we just knew were the most essential items, you know, our dolls, our dinosaurs, our pogo sticks, jump ropes, picture books, uh, puzzles, a miniature toolkit, oh, our hula hoops, Monopoly money, we always thought Monopoly money was real, Uh, my rock collection, our one roller skate, we only had one roller skate between us, uh, and a shovel, (laughs) Uh, items like food and water and clothing 
blankets. I mean, it never crossed our minds. Again, we were all under the age of five. So our mom handed us a bag of sandwiches and our dad suggested that we take our dog for protection. We kissed our parents goodbye and we told them we were off to Wonderland and off we trudged. Well, my garden today is my Wonderland and I am very antsy to start sowing, but alas, the soil is still so damp and cold and I have retreated to reading about resources for spring planning and planting. And this is my way of marching into spring with increased knowledge while providing all, all, all of you with um, some helpful information. Now, I did um, interview Susan Mulvihill on the show uh, recently and with her book, The Vegetable Garden Problem Solver Handbook, and I think it's just a great book. So if you are having planning on doing vegetables, you're going to want to um, check that book out. But as a garden communicator, I subscribe to a plethora of different catalogs, different newsletters, digital diaries, because yeah, everyone delivers a different perspective on how to design, create, um, and implement a cheerful landscape in any season. And reading garden catalogs brings me like great pleasure. I mean, most in include just a parade of pictures of plants that are in their prime. And then when perusing these collections, I feel like a kid in the candy store. I mean, my mouth is agape and I really can't get enough. The only issue I have with it is I start making plant lists, but I want everything on you know, the, everything that I see, and obviously that's prohibitively expensive, as well as where do you put it all? It just looks all so pretty, and I keep planning. But what you find in these catalogs, you find information on water-wise gardening. You find um, information on pollinators, ground covers, perennials, trees, patio plants, indoor decor, hanging baskets, arrangements, bouquets, seeds, bulbs, roses, azaleas, uh, hydrangeas, you know, what to put in shade gardens, uh, what herbs that you may want, of course, all the vegetables, fruits, even birdhouses and um, pond, how to build a pond or pond plants. You can find garden accents, pottery, recipes, and even more depending on the publication. So you can make lists of your favorite specimens and products. You can purchase locally at your favorite nursery or garden center, or you can order directly from the grower. And some of these catalogs, you know, if you buy a certain amount of plants or products, they will offer uh, free shipping with your purchases. So you just have to check it out. Now, I do have a couple of these companies listed um, on my website under, under um, garden supplies at cynthiabryan.com. So you can check that out if you're interested and just click through and you'll see some of the, uh, some of the ones that I'm going to talk about. So I'm just going to give you the names of uh, some of my favorite catalogs and newsletters. Hopefully it'll whet your appetite and, um, and then you can go to their website and check them out. So one is American Meadows. The website is AmericanMeadows.com. 
that one's especially good if you would like to create a meadow, even if it's a small meadow, and maybe replace your lawn with, uh, with um, meadow wildflowers. It has a lot of information. Baker Heirloom Seeds, their website is rareseeds.com. This one has plants, well, it's seeds, uh, seed packets of really rare seeds that you pretty much don't see anywhere else. So if you're a person that wants to grow something that uh, is just really different from what your friends and family or maybe neighbors grow, check those out. I have seen the craziest things there. And, uh, you know, and so many, of course, are edible. Bluestone Perennials, bluestoneperennials.com. Botanical Interests, that's botanicalinterests.com. Burpee Seeds and Plants, burpee.com. And you probably heard of them. Brent and Becky's Bulb Growers, that's brentandbeckysbulbs.com. Green Mantle Heirloom Plant Nursery, it, that website is just greenmantlenursery.com. Gurney's Seed and Nursery, that's gurneys.com, it's G-U-R-N-E-Y-S.com. High Country Gardens, highcountrygardens.com. And several of these catalogs, I'm telling you, many of them carry similar things. Uh, you know, they'll, they, they have perennials, they have uh, biennials, they have annuals, bulbs, but, but all of them do have something that is specific to them. So it's kind of fun to check all of these out. And I will be posting this in my blog on CynthiaBryan.com under blog. So you'll be able to just click on the websites. So Jackson and Perkins, that's jacksonandperkins.com. Uh, John Sheeper's Kitchen Gardens, that's, theirs is kitchengardenseeds.com. So sometimes the website is not the same as the name. Lily Ponds Water Garden, and they spell uh, Lily Ponds, L-I-L-Y-P-O-N-S, no D there. And they, they focus on uh, water gardens, so plants for your ponds. Monrovia Nursery Company, that's monrovia.com. They have a very big selection of plants. And they also offer um, seminars that are free and things when you, when you uh, log in. Nature's Hill Online Plant Nursery, that's just natureshill.com. Um, Nichols Garden Nursery. NicholsGardenNursery.com, Plants Delight Nursery, oh, Plants Delights with an S, so it's Plants Delights with an S. Proven Winners, you probably know that because they're in really, um, in, they're in very good nurseries, ProvenWinners.com, Raintree Nursery, RaintreeNursery.com, Renee's Garden, you're probably familiar with Renee's Garden, and uh, that's mostly just seeds, but uh, also she offers recipes and things that you can find at Renee's Garden. Seed Savers Exchange. I like this one a lot as well. Seedsavers.org. Uh, this is a nonprofit that saves seeds. So you get some heirloom seeds there. Territorial Seed Company. It's just territorialseed.com. Urban Farmer Seeds. And that is UF, F like Frank, Urban Farmer. So UF seeds with an s.com wayside gardens they have a lot of bulbs and things there too waysidegardens.com and white flower farm white flower farm.com 
And, and you know, this directive is by no means exhaustive, but you might want to choose a few that speak to you or, or just check out their website. And then you'll increase your horticultural education. And to elevate your garden savvy even more, um, maybe what you want to do right now is dive into the world of gardening right now for the next few days until uh, the 19th. There is a free live stream at the Great Grow Along Festival. So it's March today until uh, the 19th. And whether you are a seasoned green thumb or a new plant parent, you're going to have the chance to connect with top influencers, participate in interactive demonstrations, and in garden footage. You can even do a live chat with the speakers. They're also giving some giveaways um, that, you know, some, some plant giveaways. And you can take advantage of the opportunity to take your gardening skills to the next level. I was listening to a wildlife um, program today, and they gave a 20% off if you want to make your garden a wildlife habitat. So you could take 20% off of registering your garden as a wildlife Habitat. So there's other things that are happening. So there's a lot of sessions that you can choose from, and it covers everything from sustainability to do-it-yourself landscaping, and it's great for first time as well as experienced gardeners. You're going to get practical advice and really creative inspiration from the top plant influencers, garden experts, and industry leaders, and it's all free. So I really wanted to share that with you. The website for that is greatgrowalong.com, greatgrowalong.com. And I think you'll find it uh, very interesting. Greatgrowalong.com also has uh, podcasts that you could sign up for, but there is a monthly fee for that. So this is their, their free week-long uh, seminar, greatgrowalong.com, and I think that you're going to enjoy it. You know, being a gardener means being on a constant learning curve. And no matter how much we know, we will never know enough. I know I, I, I consider myself a very excellent gardener. However, I'm always learning and there's always something new and I can never know enough. And I, I feel as much as I know, I feel like um, sometimes I am just an idiot in the garden, although that's not true. It's just that it, there's just a lot to know. So we may not be able to work in our gardens in the unpredictable, inclement weather that we're having now or if you're in snow country. But with the inventory of reading materials and online displays, we don't need to run away like I did as a child to find the sunshine. You can sit by the fire with a cup of herbal tea infused with lemon and mint to savor the, sweet, the sweetness of marching into spring. Or now that it's St. Patrick's Day is just in a couple days, again, hoist a Guinness, relish, and uh, relish this green terrain that is going to evoke the Emerald Isles. I look out my window, everything is green right now. So I'm thinking of the land of leprechauns and shamrocks and banshees. And I have to give gratitude to the rain because uh, there will be plenty of time for digging deeply in the next few months. But for right now, we're, we're in the depths of the water. Oh, you are probably wondering how my youthful runaway quest ended. Well, let me tell you. 
my sisters and I did find paradise. We spent the day in a field of mustard plants that were taller than us. We stomped on the mustard plants to create rooms. And so we each had our own room and we pretended that we were pioneers. We picked the flowers. Um, we ate the mustard. We ate those sandwiches that my mom uh, picked, uh, that uh, packed for us. We went down to the creek and we threw stones. Then night descended and we were really spooked by the coyotes. So we huddled together. We started stargazing and we had our dog keeping guard. We were sleeping soundly when our dad came to get his girls. We didn't even know that he took us home. In the morning, we awoke in our own beds, the smell of my mom's cooking wafting from the kitchen. And at breakfast, we couldn't stop talking. We all agreed we had indeed found the promised land so far, far away. And our parents listened with rapt attention, probably laughing underneath those smiles, you know, those smiles. <laughs> and as we shared our stories of our exhilarating adventure to the land of sunshine and flowers and dreams, what we didn't realize is that our enchanted faraway world was only a mile down the road on our own property. We had never even left our farm. So happy gardening, happy growing, happy St. Patrick's Day. I guess there really is no place like home. <laughs> You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, uh, we're going to talk about some pest remedies to keep all those pests away because we know that nobody likes them, I, especially me. So stay with me. I'll be back. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Creativity thrives in companies where management encourages people to express ideas. To stimulate motivation, invite faculty members from local universities or colleges to speak about the frontiers of knowledge in their respective fields. Sponsor seminars or host classes that are going to spark ideas in the minds of your team. Send employees to conferences and encourage them to attend industry association meetings. When people are tuned into what's happening beyond the scope of their company's offices and policies, innovation begins to soar and new opportunities and solutions to problems occur. By growing the minds of your people, you grow your company. So increase your innovation. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can. 
Express yourself. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we all want to keep the pests away. So what's bugging you? Do you have ants in the kitchen, fleas that come in from your pets and then bite you? You found a mouse in the garage? I mean, the list of household pests includes those critters, plus termites, earwigs, millipedes, silverfish, voles, wasps, even snakes or cockroaches, and so many more. And if any of these pests are causing a big problem, you probably are going to want to talk to a pest control professional who handles your situation, especially if you have termites and you own your house or even if you're renting, let the owners know because termites can do incredible damage and it's pretty hard for uh, individuals to take care of them. You need the pros for that. But there are some things you can do to keep pests at bay so that you don't have to call in the professionals. And these are some effective pest management techniques. When it comes to your garden or your yard, you have to maintain it. And the problem is really pests that get inside your home. But the solution for pests that get inside your home is often begins outside because you haven't kept up with the yard maintenance. So you do need to rake the leaves in the fall because otherwise animals are going to take up residence in them. Now you can put the leaves in the compost pile or just leave a little bit on the, on the ground, but you don't want them just piling up. You want to weed your flower beds and your gardens because that will discourage pests. Uh, if you're not weeding them and keeping those away, you're going to have the snails and slugs and, and you'll have, you know, the, the flies and uh, aphids, etc. If you are putting up bird feeders, which I always recommend because I love birds in the garden, don't put them close to the house because spilled bird seed attracts small animals like the mice or even rats or even squirrels who might decide to head inside your home for warmth and safety. And of course, um, you want to keep animal food um, not outside, especially at night. I have raccoons and skunks. I have a resident skunk and a resident raccoon who always show up at my back door. Uh, they don't haven't tried to come inside yet, but you know skunks are kind of blind. They go by their smell. And this past fall, my husband and I were eating our dinner outside at twilight. It was like sunset, beautiful. And I thought one of our cats was under the table, and I looked down, and it was literally a skunk that was like a foot from our feet. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you just you have to be careful about the food. Seal up any spaces that would give access to inside your house. So while you're outside, you want to look around the base of your foundation or your home structure and look for places where small animals or bugs can crawl in. So a lot of times there are vents and it doesn't take much for something to make their way in. They say that a rat can get into a space the size of a quarter if it's a big rat, a mice like uh, the size of a penny because they can just squeeze in there. So shine a flashlight from the outside with another family member if possible, if they can climb under the house and then you can identify openings. You might not be able to close up all the roots, but if you make it difficult enough 
maybe, you know, these rodents will move on. Now, the problem with rats is they dig, so they could actually burrow and get in underneath your house, and then they'll eat your wiring or, gosh forbid, they climb into your walls. You want to keep your house clean. A clean house discourages insects and critters from taking up residence. So if you have an attic, a basement, a garage, keep those spaces clean too. And that'll keep out the tiny pests like ants. Keep your kitchen clean on a regular basis. The idea is simple. You remove their food sources and then the pests aren't going to come in. And then you can use repellents. Now, Obviously, there are chemical bug, uh, bug killers and repellents, and they are effective, but I am a big person to use natural products. Uh, and first of all, natural products are healthier for you, and you won't kill the beneficials along with the bad guys. And if you have pets or children at home in your yard, you definitely want to go organic. You can keep ants and fleas under control with borax powder or diatomaceous earth. Um, ants also don't like to climb over lemon peels. Other natural pest repellents are cinnamon, basil, and even catnip. And there's plenty of information on natural pest control online. So all you have to do is click for natural pest control, you know, into a search engine, and you're going to find natural approaches to insect and rodent control. Now, rodent control is definitely harder. Usually you have to do traps, but um, it's, it's difficult. You really want to stay away from poisons as much as possible because if you do use poisons and the rodent dies, then the animal that eats that rodent, um, that animal will die too. Now, uh, very often I, I, it's said, at least research says, that many of the predators can smell the poison so they won't eat one of those rodents, but we don't know. Now, many households are considering the long-term consequences of using chemical pest repellents, and they're taking natural pest control remedies into their own hands. And there are laws that exist to help protect consumers from the dangers in a commercial pest control industry, but it's empowering to make your own natural pest control so you know exactly what you're spraying. And there are practical reasons for making your own repellents with natural ingredients, because Children and pets can easily ingest or come into contact with chemicals, and those can have effects as maybe just a mild skin irritation, or it could be as bad that you're going to have to call poison control. And over time, chemicals have the potential to cause long-term damage to your family's health. So for um, natural ant control to natural mice repellent, um, I'm going to just give you a few home remedies and tricks that are going to keep some unwanted uh, pests away naturally. Now, I was telling you about um, the, the uh, webinars that I've been listening to that are free right now that you can listen to online. Uh, and I heard one today that I hadn't thought about uh, as when you bring home a plant to spray it with Dr. Bonner's peppermints. Um, it's just, it's a natural ingredient just with peppermint oil. And you can actually spray your plants with that, and that'll keep away the pests. And actually, nobody likes the peppermint oil, so that's kind of a good one. Okay, so there are some natural pest control remedies that are research-based, and they have proven traits for effectiveness against a targeted group of 
pests, and they're, they are safe for humans and pets. Um, and these are avoiding ingredients that are usually common allergens. So these are things that you already have in your house or you can cook up easily. So you could make a garlic brew, lavender and basil, um, uh, like a, a broth or a tea. You can make homemade fly traps. You can make a botanical rodent repellent. The dish soap ant spray, which is also good for aphids a vinegar tick repellent, and a peppermint spider spray. Now, I don't like to kill spiders because they are really, really good in the garden. Um, and there's only a few spiders that are really poisonous, you know, the brown spider and the, um, the black widow. So uh, the recipe for a garlic brew to deter garden pests actually was, I think, originated in the uh, Peace Corps. And again, it's just simple, accessible ingredients because in the Peace Corps, they were focusing on crops and gardens. And it's just a, a safe anywhere inside or outside your house. So what you do is you blend half a cup of finely chopped garlic with three quarters um, of a quart of water. Let it st steep for 24 hours. And then it's a really strong brew. You can spray it on your plants. It'll detour or just spray it on the ground. It'll keep away caterpillars and stink bugs and aphids and ants and other pests. And, of course, vampires. Oh, it has garlic in it, right? And garlic is so easy to come by. It has a low chance of being an allergen to families. Although if you are allergic to the alliums or the onion family, you're probably allergic to garlic. So then you'd want to keep that away. So you distribute the mixture with a spray bottle or a pump sprayer on your home's exterior and around doorways and windows. Now, a good one to get rid of mosquitoes, this is a lavender and basil um, because mosquitoes can be just a nuisance, right? And citronella only works so much. So if you can mix lavender, basil, and plant um, some citronella then and put it on your patio, that should help. It's not going to be as good as DEET, but it will keep uh, some of them away. Uh, homemade fly traps to control house flies. Uh, you know, house flies are really annoying, and they come in in fruits and vegetables. So they're actually in the fruit and vegetable, and no amount of airtight storage is going to fully prevent them. So you can put them in the, your refrigerator, but you just have to control them. So instead of a chemical... You could set up a home fly trap, and what you do is you add a mixture of dish soap, dish, dish soap and sugar to a glass jar, about half full. Roll a piece of paper like into a cone in the opening of the glass jar, tape it down, and then it'll attract and uh, kill the flies. And this simple too is really effective. Uh, you, if you put a piece of fruit in the jar as bait, you're going to even get more. Um, one more is mites. They are so, so, uh, oh boy, they, they can be everywhere. So you might want to get a botanical rodent repellent. It's a spray. It's all natural, and it's made with a few ingredients like Douglas fir extract, and then it is um, allergy safe. A dish soap and water will deter ants, and it'll kill your aphids on plants. So that one is a really good one. And as I said, peppermint spray is a, another one. 
So those are just a few of the things that you can do. And unfortunately, we're already out of time. So that is the show for today. I thank you so much for um, staying tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and being with me live every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., right here on the Voice America Network, or tune in wherever you get your podcasts and radios, uh, radio shows. We are everywhere. You can change your life. You can make your dreams come true, and you can get a lot of garden tips. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To find out what Be The Star You Are charity is doing, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And don't forget, we have the Moraga Fair and a shoe drive going on right now. And thank you so much to our sponsors, MB Jesse Painting for Moraga Fair and State Farm Mark Hoog's um, Insurance and 5A Rent-A-Space for the shoe drive. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until we party again next Wednesday, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be your unapologetically authentic self. Go out into the world and be the star you are. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Erin Gobra. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.